Kristen Kenny. Have you been able to gather what the mindset is of this team? Do you think they're going to be ready to go? They have been playing well with the absence of key pieces. It's given guys an opportunity to get into their groove. Bogey was able to get higher usage of the ball in his hands more. That's the good thing. Talking to Mike Conley about reintegrating, it's going to take a little bit of time, but he's very confident in his ability to reintegrate this year versus last year when he was still figuring out his role. He's figured all of that out so he can come right back in and pick up where he left off. Donovan has that ability too, so I think it's going to be a little rusty, but you got to rely on your chemistry and your continuity. Chris Mannix for Sports Illustrated. Loved the story on the Utah Jazz. My biggest takeaway was just how necessary the therapeutic nature of the bubble experience was for this Utah team. Obviously, there had been conversations between Donovan and Rudy before the bubble, but if the NBA scrapped the season and said, you know what, we're not going to do the bubble, we're going to start next year, I think the Jazz might have been in some trouble because I don't think you could go into a training camp and have it come together in the same way it came together. Being isolated, and Rudy even said, you either come together or you fall apart, and they came together because of that bubble. So probably more than any team in the league, they needed that 50-plus days, whatever it was, they were down in the bubble. Gordon, are you happy? You've been so eager to get an update about Donovan Mitchell. We got an update. He practiced today, indicated that the injury might have been a little bit more serious than was led on, but is going to be back for the playoffs. Yes, he is. news. So do you think he can turn the motor on completely? I don't know. What is it that Joe Ingles said yesterday? It's impossible to get into Donovan Mitchell's head. I would guess he hits the ground running, but I'm not sure. What would have been bad news is if he hadn't practiced, because that would have meant he probably wouldn't play. And that's the luxury that this week off has given them. They're having some practice time, and they can work Donovan in before the games really count. So that certainly is good news. Long-time Jazz assistant coach Gordon Chies. I'm asked this question all the time. Are the Jazz better than the 1997-98 teams? Yes, this team is absolutely better because there's so much more depth. Did I just hear Gordy Chiesa say this year's Jazz team is better than the teams of the 90s? Yes, they are. As far as the team now, back in the 90s with that elite group we had, we never had a Jordan Clarkson that can average 18 points per game when the Jazz need offensive oxygen and he never, ever fails them. Joe Ingles might be the most underrated player in Jazz history. The Jazz have 1 through 11 you could put in a playoff game and those guys could perform as unbelievable depth. Howard Beck, senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated. The Jazz are going to have 13,000 fans in the stands for the playoffs. Could that give the Jazz more of a home court advantage? It's going to be interesting to see localities everywhere easing their restrictions. I don't know how big of a discrepancy there might be arena by arena. Or some places still only have like 2,000 and some have 15,000. I don't know. The stats show it. There has been no home court advantage really this season. But I will say the fans all of a sudden back in force in the playoffs, even at three-fourths capacity or somewhere in that range, that might be enough to create a home court advantage again. Now here we go. The regular season is over. And the top-seeded Utah Jazz are set to make their NBA playoff run. Hear every second of every moment of Jazz playoff basketball. Right here on your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Sports, these guys don't have a clue on the big show. 
They'll talk about the latest trends and celebrities galore on the Big Show. About the only thing they're good for is reading you the scores on the Big Show. Monson and Scott are ready to go. Big Show. Sit back and enjoy the Big Show. I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not. They can't make me. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Welcome on in. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton, of course, producing today. Also delivering bad news. Hi, Gordon. How you doing? Um, Yeah, I'm fine. Slightly irritated now, but I'm all right. How are you doing? You doing all right? Nothing is ever really simple. You should know that. No, no. Nothing ever is. You know, here I am in a good mood. It's Friday. Uh, I'm trying to bring back tie-dye Friday. I see that. You know, since we're oftentimes on remote on Friday, I don't go with the tie-dye, but we're here in studio. So I was like, hey, let's do it. Yeah. You look great. (laughs) You and Donovan, you look great. Stop it. He's a beautiful young man. Yes, he is. Isn't that what uh, Joe Ingalls said? Do you see the picture of Donovan Mitchell that was uh, on the Trip website? No, I did not see that oh, today. Oh, that's a cool picture of Donovan. Have you seen that one, Austin? He's sitting there in a chair, leaning forward with a very serious look on his face, with a very cool jazz uh, workout uh, ensemble, uh-huh. staring ahead with a dark background and a ball bouncing through the picture. Wow. Sounds very dramatic. I thought it was cool. I'm not a photographer, you know, never claimed to be, but I thought it was cool. You know, I can't help now uh, seeing pictures like that and just think about posing for the picture instead. I, it, it you look, know what I mean? Yeah, it looks posed, but I don't know if it is. I mean, I, uh, I follow this. I've talked about it before. I follow this Twitter account that's called Influencers in the Wild or whatever, and it's actual videos of people videoing themselves for various social media platforms. Does that make any sense? Yeah. So, like, on Instagram, you see the idiot dancing in traffic, right? But this this is uh, uh, an account of a video of the idiot viewing, <laughs> videoing the idiot doing the video. Ah, okay. Does that make any sense? It does, but I'm it not just sure makes me laugh totally when, you, when you see, like, posed things through uh, that lens. Like, anyway. I don't like posed pictures for me because I always get that goofy look on my face that ruins every picture. I, a smile? It, it, yeah, sort of. But it looks like uh, someone just hit my my thumb with a hammer. But I'm I'm grinning. It's a goofy grin I have, you know. I mean, I don't mean for this to come off as weird, but you seem to have, your smile is fine. What's the, what, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what Look, a, I've ruined so many wedding pictures. Uh, I mean, just it never. It, yeah, I'm much better it, in the wild, if you know. I mean. Even then, it's a little. Hmm. Don't say if now, you know what I mean after that. Now <laughs> let let me uh, let me ask you this, and and don't read into this the wrong way. But is it because you weren't in a great mood when those pictures were being taken? Well, that and was, yeah. and it's you know you're a pretty genuine guy. It's difficult to to <laughs> falsify that sort of thing. Is it is is maybe that it? Well, Again, my, don't get me wrong. No, no, you're you're exactly right. <laughs> in the first, when my first daughter got married. 
I ruined every picture, and I did. I I, I don't know what was going on there. I kind of do, but I, I you know I mean when you're giving away your first daughter, it's uh, there's mixed emotions. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I ruined every one. But then it happened in my next one, and the next one. I mean, I, so I'm starting to think this would unfortunately what I really look like. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I think it's your. Let me. How how am I going to put this? I think it's that's your. I just got the bill face, and now they're making me stand up here, and take pictures, which I'm not wild about either. So I'm going to do my best to uh, not ruin the picture, and then that actually ends up ruining the picture. <laughs> okay. Well, see, this is discovery. I, I I'm thanking what do you for think? informing me. That could be I mean, it. it. Because I'm sure, knowing you. Uh, it, you're looking around at everybody having a nice time and thinking, fifty dollars a plate or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. Not a circle or two. <laughs> but here, here's the thing. You know, I, when 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 my daughter five hundred dollars a plate. I don't know what it was. It felt like that. But uh, was this you know, a Romney yeah, wedding? No, oh this my is gosh. this is this is what happened. Uh, my wife and I we decided when our you know five daughters, you got to figure this out, right? And so. I said, okay, let, what, in, instead of paying for this and paying for that, let's offer each of our daughters X amount of dollars. And then they can spend it any which way they want. They can blow it all on a big to-do, or they can spend some of it on that and save some of it for other things that they might want. And it, it all sounds good, right? I made one mistake. What? I let my wife decide what the dollar figure was going to be. So you were too kind to your children. <laughs> did you ever see the movie Father of the Bride? Uh, I did. Uh -huh. Yeah, that uh, reminds me of me. A little bit uh, on the grumpy side about certain things. Not necessarily paying the bill, but just, you know, the losing of the daughter. But I have since found out that you're not losing a daughter, you're gaining a son. Or at least that's what you tell your son. That's what the greeting cards say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hear you. I hear you. Anyway. Well, maybe Austin will take a bunch of pictures of you today, and we'll see if we can get a good one. No, <laughs> don't take any pictures of me. That'll put me in a bad mood. Uh, I, I have several See, already. that's what I'm saying. That's it. That's that's the attitude that I, generates no, the no. face right I there. Do not that's like, it. I do not that like having my picture taken. That's I, it. I don't. Yes, it's you were grumpy about being there in the first place, and it's tough to fake a good smile in those circumstances. Well, I like to think that's what it is, but no, it's uh, that, I, that, uh, that I'm not overly photogenic. And the thing about it is that everybody else in my family is everybody but me I stick out like a sore thumb take a family picture okay oh, who's the ugly guy now I'm thinking you might be lacking some self confidence <laughs> every once in a while maybe I, that's showing every through. once in a while I get a good shot yeah every once in a while See, it's, it's so interesting to me because you're so self-confident about everything else about you <laughs> i don't but yeah but but this but, part well, all of a sudden it's like yeah, where but, did that self-confidence go down the rat hole. i think you're a good <laughs> i think you're a good looking guy oh well, thank you i Jay. think you're a good looking Come dude here, get in here yeah yeah, you, you feel good about it. You you smile ear to ear next time you take a picture. I told you about my smile family. experiment. You know, everyone says smile. Smile at everybody. Smile at the person you see on the street. Smile at your neighbor. Smile. At, so I decided, you know, usually I have sort of a grumpy look. So I think, okay, I'm going to smile at everybody today. And I creeped everyone out. No, you didn't. I, You'd be friendly. Uh, we need more friendly people in the world. 
We need more people smiling at their neighbor. Can you be friendly and kind of growl at people at the same uh, time? It's it's the body language of it all. You need to be approachable. Be neighborly. Be in a good mood. <laughs> well, well, I am neighborly. Yeah, but good. I, I just don't look like it. Continue that. But, but add a smile to it. Okay. You have a list? I do. It's Friday. It is Friday. You, you want to throw a tease on the list? You just want to dive in? Well, just Let's just dive in. All right. We can uh, dive in. Time for Gordon's list. And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. You know, they do bring up bear spray. Does that work? Is that like shark spray? The reason I don't like the Queen Mary is because my wife was dancing with other men there. They like me! You like me! You love me! You better be careful who you're grabbing a hold of. I love your mom. That that mom segment should be stricken from the record for a variety of reasons. It was was lowbrow. That should just be eliminated from existence. It's like a wedge between the two of you now. No, I said it before. I'll say it again. I love your mom. No, that's not what I... That's a weird sentence to hear coming from you in the first place, but that's not the the only reason I would like to forget that segment happened. Because you insulted her. (laughs) And I just hope she wasn't listening. Your mom. I sent it to her. Your your mom is one of the most wonderful people I've ever met. Just eliminate that. But, you know, the other thing about your mom, though, is that you got to respect her because she won't take, you know, she doesn't suffer fools. No. No. No, she doesn't. That's why she had a hard time raising you. All oh, right. See, now you insult me. I'm kidding. Is that your uh-huh. only defense? Are you turning into Hans? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. When you come at Hans, he just comes back with a, the most deeply personal insult that he could possibly no, come up with? No, no, I'm just funning you. Okay. All right. Well, All right. let's let's get into the list. Let's okay, start. let's start uh, with uh, stuff surrounding the Jazz. Uh, we find out tonight who the Jazz is going to play on Sunday. Can't wait. It's Golden State or Memphis? I think it should be a pretty good game. Uh, I would pick Golden State. See, John Morant's pretty electric player. Jonas Valanciunas is, you know, he's good, big and physical. Uh-huh. And beat you up a little Looks bit. Looks a little like Trevor Riley. I like. Uh, what do you think? I've never noticed. No. Uh-huh. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is a is a fine player as he's come back from injury. So Memphis is nice, but I mean I, I would guess Steph goes out there and scores a few and the, the Warriors uh, David thinks they're contenders. David Locke thinks the Warriors are, are in his top four contenders. Because they played the Lakers so tough? I I don't know, because I'm not really I'm not really making that leap with our guy. You know, that is funny to think about, though. Either Golden State or Memphis, I think both of those teams are a cut above your usual eight seed. I'm not so sure about Memphis. Maybe you can make that argument about Golden State. Huh. You think that highly of the Grizzlies? They're like 500. Uh, I, I mean, it's not like I, I think highly of them, but I see the talent that they have, and I think they could. Some teams, sometimes you see the last team in to a playoff situation, and you go, okay, that'll be a— That'll be uh, a wipeout. Well, no, I'm I'm with you. The Grizz appear to be on the come. I'll listen to that. I mean, better than your average 500 team that's on its way up instead of on its way down? I'll say that. Uh, and when you have young talent like Joe Morant, uh, that's that's always kind of a, a challenge. 
You know, Jake, I wanted to ask you about this. We talked about it, but uh, when Donovan Mitchell said that he was playing in game one, that playing in game one, quote, is the goal. Did that catch your attention at all? Is that any cause for concern? Or do you think that was just him choosing certain words and didn't really mean anything? Because that wasn't exactly, yeah, I'm ready and raring to go. Man, you just love reading into this stuff. No, I mean. It's probably because game one playing is the goal. He hasn't played in a month. <laughs> but is the goal. Is the goal. What's the matter that with that? That doesn't sound absolutely definitive. It's probably not absolutely definitive. I don't know. He might trip on his way uh, to the kitchen in the morning. Who knows? No. No, he didn't say, yeah, I'm going to play unless I trip in the kitchen in the morning. You get my point. I'm, he I'm, hasn't played in a month. He didn't do that but because he was taking a nap. He's rehabbing an injury. I understand. You're the one who's who's talking some... about your horribly sprained ankle back in 74 and saying that I, I know what it's like. I know how serious it is. Actually, I think that was 70, I want to say 78. I was close. Yeah. I was close. It hurt. Yeah. It hurt like it a hurts. mother, I'm telling you. But he's had a month off. So you'd you'd hope it uh, doesn't hurt as much anymore. But I was playing tennis like six months later, and I could still feel the effects of it. Yeah. See, what are you busting Donovan's chops for? He's trying to be chops. trying to be ready to go for yeah, game but one. I, but I wasn't getting treatment every single day. You know, I I just I don't. And yours was probably almost broken in at least two, two, three places. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I sure felt like it. Anyway, I have a prediction for you. Mike Conley's role in these playoffs is going to be huge. Mike Conley. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But if you're looking for an influential kind of, you said X Factor, whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and when I think of that, I think outside of the two, two real stars, Mitchell and Gobert, who is most important? I might say Mike Conley because he sets people up so well. And if he's shooting the ball well, then the Jazz are pretty darn hard to beat. I think you can make some arguments for others, but uh, here's what uh, the argument that I would make for Mike Conley uh, is the offense, and maybe this is just just me watching the game through my eyes, but I've heard some other people say it as well. The offense runs so much better when Mike Conley is on the floor. I mean, it's really noticeable. The transition, they they make more of a point to get into transition. You know, the way he's he's connected with Rudy Gobert on the pick and roll, um, the way he's able to beat his own guy, find the open guy, you just... I, that's the argument to be made for Mike Conley because, you know, if the Jazz are going to really make a run, that offense has to click like it did in the middle of the year. And he's absolutely a key component to that. I'll, well, I'll and we, we saw that in the last game of the regular season yep. when he was dishing nine assists. It's not like he was shooting the lights out or anything, but he was so important to other players at the offensive end. And and you could say maybe at the defensive end as well. So keep your eye on Mike Conley. I'm, that, that's my prediction. I, if he plays well, the Jazz are going to have a, an extremely successful playoff run. The interesting thing, though, is, and it, I, it's the reason I've asked that question to several of our guests, because you could really make an argument for several players, yeah. you know. And maybe you settle on Mike Conley, but you can make an argument for Jordan Clarkson. You can make an argument for Joe Ingles. Yes. You could even well, make an Boyan argument Mike for Thomas. for Boyan. Certainly, you could even make an argument for Derek Favors. Uh, in the same in the in the same way, you could make an argument for Delaney Rudd back in the day. <laughs> just don't just don't lose the game while John's off the floor. All right. 
Rusty LaRue. <laughs> yeah, let's go through John Stockton's backup point guards. Um, but I think you can make an argument about the X factor being several different players. But the truth of the matter is the Jazz really are a strength team. What was the – not cliche, I guess. What was the saying a couple of years ago, the strength of the team is the team? Yeah. I mean, that still remains. I mean, we think very highly of uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert around here and, and could certainly make an argument they're you know top 10, top 15 players. But when you look at the Lakers – you know, they've got LeBron, Steph. You know, these are extra uh, Kawhi, extra worldly players. And so it's it's tough. They need they need other players to really, really play well. You know, Jake, I have a I have a feeling about this jazz team this year that let me just say it this way. They have a shot at a title. Now I'm not predicting that they're gonna go all the way. I know I can but, tell by reading your column, but they they have a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Sorry, I was admittedly the, sitting on that for a while. The point of that column <laughs> is to point out the negative, and there's also and the he positive. wrote a positive the other day. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. When I read it, I just I, I wasn't. I read the that column. That, I wasn't saying that that was. The all-inclusive way to look at the Jazz. I was just pointing out some of the possible uh-huh. troubles. Let's read the comments, right. shall we? No, right. no, please don't. I mean, in depth on the turnovers. I mean, dug into the turnovers. <laughs> Got a real handle I hate on turnovers, it. Turnovers, man. <laughs> what can I tell you? I'm sorry. You it's were a thing. you you were making a point. I interrupted. I apologize. SLTrib.com. Go read Gordon's call. I really think the Jazz do have a, a shot. Of going all the way. And when was the last time you could say that about a jazz team? 99? Well, a shot is kind of a funny term. It it wouldn't shock me if they went all the way. And it, every other team since 99, it would have shocked me. You didn't think Booz and, and Memo no. and D. Will ever had a shot? No. I covered that series. I was in San Antonio yeah, when they clinched it. It was lopsided. I remember. And again, those, te- those, those uh, playoff situations against Kobe's Lakers, there was just no way the Jazz were going to win. Yeah, but you can make an argument. You get into the Final Four and you certainly got a shot. You know what I mean? Not really. Like, like, uh, oh, man. What do you mean not really? You're you're down to the Final Four teams in the league. You've got a shot. By definition, you've got a shot. There was no way the Jazz were going to beat the San Antonio Yes, there was a way. They would beat them on the floor. (laughs) <laughs> they lost four to one. And then they Remember, would, they would they move on. They lost four to one. Right, but but there was never a doubt. You're you're functioning in hyperbole. I'm talking about literally. You have a chance at the title if you're in the Western Conference Finals. But when that series begins, you by definition have a shot. I'm I'm speaking in what's real. You're speaking in the literal. What's real? They had but a they shot. They had no shot. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. This team does. That's my point. This team does. Do you agree or disagree? No, the top seed in the West. (laughs) Controversial opinion. All right, we'll get into the Jazz later on. I got a bunch of other stuff we got to get to on the list. We'll get to Uh, it. uh, Yeah, I got some BYU football stuff. I got what else? I got oh, I got some college football stuff in the state of Utah. We got some golf. We got. uh, crazy things people are saying, and and I got a special question I have for our listeners that we need their help uh, to uh, to come to a conclusion. And for all of you out there, 
and I love you very much. Uh, for the there's a video going around of somebody driving their car on a golf course. Thank you for sending it to me. Thank you for thinking of me when you saw that video. I, it wasn't I, you, I was it? I appreciate every single <laughs> Hey, Gordon, you're about the 20th person to make that joke today. I'm just happy to know you're no longer alone, Jake. No, I meant it. <laughs> I was asking <laughs> if it was, was you. Does that look like my car? I did not see it. What kind of car is it? Uh, I can't tell. It's a like a like a dark sedan of some sort. Yeah. I only have one Porsche. I don't think it's a Porsche. I could tell that story. It's pronounced it's a, Porsche. I could why, tell that story was, at some point today. Why if was you really someone want. driving their car on a go? I don't know. Uh, what Barstool? Why would one do that? Barstool Stool Sports tweeted out a just a video of somebody doing that. What I mean, what were they doing? You were trying to get out of there. There's were, no explanation. It's you, just you the said, car. The guy said for you to take the road, and you took the cart path. All right, you know there wasn't a road. Okay. Jake's there, turning his radio the, down. The, there's, <laughs> there's, there's a, a backswing. There's a road to everywhere. And you were on the road to nowhere. One of the most embarrassing moments of my life. And I've had several I've had a lot of embarrassing moments. It is something moments. Mr. Bean would do. It yeah. You're at the, down at the, the company golf tournament. <laughs> right past Gail Miller on the eighth. There it is Jake Scott. <laughs> Who's the moron driving that beat-up Sonata on the 18th fairway? Jake hits a sand trap and just keeps going. man. Turns on the windshield wipers. Puts it in a four-wheel drive. (laughs) Up and over, man. How many people on that golf course thinking, you know what? We need to pay him less. Maybe nothing at all. Uh, Anyway, more of Gordon's List coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point belt. All right, the wait is almost over. The Utah Jazz start their playoff run. Coming up on Sunday night here at Vivint Arena. Tip-off is at 7.30. Boyan Bogdanovich is anxious to get going. I mean, I'm super excited. I mean, it's, it's been a while since my, my last playoff game. So just to be number one overall and then to have that home home court advantage, it's, it's, it's big for us. So so we are, I think we are all, all excited. We are waiting to see who we're going to who we're going to play. Yeah. We will find out who the Utah Jazz opponent in the first round is going to be tonight uh, in the second, uh, well, I guess the third game of the Western Conference play in between the Grizzlies and the Warriors. The Jazz get the winner on Sunday. This uh, update brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner, Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Now here we go. The regular season is over, and the top-seeded Utah Jazz are set to make their NBA playoff run. Hear every second of every moment of Jazz playoff basketball right here on your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big 
show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone Band of the Day today is Rise Against, selected by Austin and brought to you by Rise Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Real quick, before proceeding with the list, we have big news. What's that? We have playoff tickets to give away, Gordon. All right. Yes. Uh, for game number one, Austin, game one, Sunday night, the big show has tickets to give away. Now, I, this is just me, and if you guys disagree, let me know. But I like to reward listeners that uh, uh, dialed in for the whole show. I know it's a lot to ask, right? You know, four hours, five hours of show. Got to be dialed in for the whole time. But I like to reward those those loyal listeners when we have something this big. Okay. You know, maybe you're streaming. That's a big ask. Maybe you're listening. You're going to ask them to stay by their radio dial we want you or to stick their computer around. the entire show. It's playoff tickets, man. It is. It's a big deal, right? And, you know, I think it's going to be against the Warriors, and uh, you get to see Steph Curry in a playoff showdown. And even if it's the Grizz, that's a fun that's fun, fun matchup. Uh, and uh, John Morant, one of the most uh, electric young players in the league. So, fun, and it's, fun, it's fun. Playoff basketball. So we're going to do a phrase that pays, Gordon. It's a very simple way to give away these tickets, but does reward the listener that hangs on. All right. And by the way, if you call right now, I'm writing your number down. You ain't winning. Yeah. Don't right. call that, now. That's yeah. Don't do it. I'm looking at you. Three nine two three. Don't do it. Now, now here's the thing. We'll we'll let's let's help a little bit, and we'll tell you we're going to do it in this bottom of the hour segment every hour. All right. So right after the jazz update, we'll come back and we'll give the next word of the phrase. Okay. It's a four word phrase. Sounds good. We'll give out the winner right around five thirty. Okay. Right. Uh huh. First word is. Wow. 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 Okay. Wow. Next word will uh, come your way around 3.30. So tune in after the bottom of the hour jazz update, and we'll get you the next word. Wow. Did you say wow, or did you say oh, wow? Really, I think both are acceptable. <laughs> Just wow. Wow. Okay. David Locke says it a lot. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, let's proceed with the list, please. All right, let's see. Where was I? I, I, I was uh, I was in a mood for a little college football today, so I wanted to bring this up. Do you know that uh, the Nakua kid, uh, the one from Washington, what's the name? Puka? Puka? Mm-hmm. Puka Nakua, who is a receiver at BYU now, was ranked the 14th best transfer in all of college football. Coming out of Washington, his brother coming from Utah, but uh, he's that highly thought of. Well, he was highly thought of coming out of high school. Yeah. Which was, what, two years ago now? Does that sound right? Three? So whoever wins that quarterback spot is going to have themselves a fine target to throw at. That or if you're good, you're probably not going to transfer. Oh, I think he's good. No, I think he's good too, but I mean. What? You know. Did you just throw everybody who ever transferred under no, the bus? No, He might no. have had personal reasons to transfer. Yeah, I agree. Yes, yes, 100% yes. Don't get me wrong. Uh, right. There's there's not one story you, you, that, you, that you're, tells you're, all. You're but, a transfer hater. But how many, you know, dynamite, awesome players on really good teams just transfer out of the blue? They have their reasons. No, but how how often does that happen? I don't know. Mm, not a lot. 
It's going to happen more and more. Well, that that certainly could be true. It could go from zero to one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're out there running for fifteen hundred yards a season and scoring uh, whatever you know, teen in the teens touchdowns. You're probably not moving on to schools. That's all I'm saying. Guys have reasons sometimes. They do. That is true. I read somewhere today that it's a hundred days until the start of the college football season. Wow. Sneaking out. Are, are Hans and Scotty going to start off the uh, <laughs> 100 gonna... and 100? Are we going, are we going extra deep this year? <laughs> are they going to be on like the third or fourth string, guys? <laughs> uh, no, 100 days. That's great. That's what, great. That's what it said. Uh, who were, name me a couple of the most exciting college football players for everyone to watch this year in the state. Nakua might be one of them. Uh, who else? Devin Lloyd. Oh man! Wow, he's really good. There's yeah. a, there's a handful of those guys that came back from Charlie last Brewer, Utah team. I don't know. Would you include him? I. Uh, Which of the BYU quarterbacks? Hall. I don't know if you could say. Well, I don't know. Def- define the term for me. Like exciting. Just somebody that uh, will. Uh, it's hard to take your eyes off when he's like, on the field. Because when it comes to the BYU quarterbacks and Utah's quarterback, I'm curious to see how they do. I don't know if I'm really sold on they're going to be exciting. Uh-huh. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Because Charlie Brewer, yeah, he, you know, he threw the ball around against a bunch of ghost Big Twelve defenses <laughs> for a while, and that's probably promising. <laughs> nice. But I, you know, I I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm a little bit. Uh, uh, I've got a little bit of a Jake Bentley hangover. <laughs> yeah, you did get burned on that one, didn't you, a little bit? I don't know, kind of defined burned on that. I, I'm sure he was promised the job, but he turned out not to be true. Like the whole the whole premise of, well, he was an SEC recruit. Well, that didn't turn out to really mean a whole feel, hill of yeah, beans, does it? I feel bad about him because his last year he comes to Utah and then he's got people like you saying what a dog you know it's just, I didn't say he was a he didn't play very well I mean <laughs> I, I don't know you know I don't know how many people will come out here and argue that he played well last season because I don't I don't think he played very well so who's somebody else that you think will play well? oh man I mean because there's all these mind? I'm curious stories like uh, I'm curious to see how Utah Fills the the Ty Jordan void because yeah. he was so good, so good. And I don't think, you know, with all due respect to Bernard, I'm not sure he can fill that void himself. So they got a couple of interesting transfers, and maybe those guys turn out to be guys. You know, Utah is. We could talk about the quarterback and all the the. Well, they need to pass the ball more, and that's all. And that's all nice. But the Utah's a run school, and they need a run game. So I have another name for you, Clark Phillips. Yeah, very. He has the potential to be very exciting. One that's a that's a good one for sure. Austin, any names come to mind? It's uh, it's a little far out, but I just wonder. Hundred days. We can we can talk about it. It's yeah. good. All right, uh, PGA Championship. Jake uh, Lefty is in business. Phil Mickelson five under. Color me surprised, Bob. Uh, good for him. That's great. He's he's good for golf. He's a big name. You know, if he's in contention going into the weekend, uh, you know, probably draw a lot of a lot of eyeballs to the game. And right now, it's things are pretty close. A lot of golfers within striking distance. So. Maybe maybe it has the potential to be a pretty good weekend. Although, 
Spieth and Rory are struggling. There's a few on the struggle train, struggle bus. <laughs> Where'd that term come from? I don't know. My buddy uses it all the time. It makes me laugh. Um, okay, this next item's going to make you mad. Okay. I'm Thanks just for warning the, you. Thank you for the heads up. All right. The best-selling jersey in the NFL right now. Do you know who it is? I'm sure it's Tim Tebow. Tim freaking Tebow. But that's not a surprise, right? Why? And because Tim Tebow has a following. But why? He's one of the great college football players <laughs> of all time. Well, that was like, uh, when was that, uh, 1979? I know, and you still bring up Magic Johnson on a daily basis on the show. I, <laughs> I mean, do not. Just you because, do. Just because uh, they've been gone. Magic Johnson the- is pound for pound the best point guard who ever lived. Just because they've been gone from the game for a little while doesn't uh, mean that they don't have a the following out there. Se- yeah, but the, 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 the leading jersey seller? Yeah, but who else is it Tim going to be? Tim Tebow hasn't done a, a thing. Who else is it going to be in May in the offseason when he's the biggest story Oh, I don't know. How NFL? about Patrick Mahomes? How about Tom Brady? I know, but you get that the story is generating the sales. Yeah, right? the other big story is a guy who may not be in the same jersey that he's being sold in right now, and Aaron Rodgers. So you're uh-huh. not going to buy his jersey. Maybe maybe it's that uh, everybody already has those guys' jerseys. Well, if, if Patrick Mahomes were in the news, you know, or if Patrick Mahomes were throwing touchdowns right now, it probably wouldn't be Tim Tebow. Uh, Although there's, there's probably a, a element of it of – just it's going to be novel. Like you assume he's just going to be cut, and you've got a Tim Tebow jersey from the five minutes that he was on the Jaguars, <laughs> number eighty-five. And that is number. I think that's it. I don't know. Look, ever since Ron Mexico had the leading jersey sell, it was the leading jersey seller in the league. I I don't not sure how much stock I'm going to put in. Any that of it. was amazing when uh, <laughs> Atlanta Falcons jerseys started showing up with Mexico on the back at games. It was just, it was about Michael Vick and uh, his alias, right? All I can say, two words to Tim Tebow having the. The, selling the most jerseys is uh, glory hallelujah. Let me ask you this, Austin. If if you were back in your uh, your single days and you had to come up with an alias to uh, to lie to women, what what would that alias be? Tony Couch. Okay. All right. Gort Tony Couch. Why Tony Couch? I looked out there and saw a couch. Saw a couch. <laughs> uh, you, Tony Fino was on the TV. I saw a couch out there. Tony you, Couch. You just pulled the Robert Whaley right there. Congratulations. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Uh, Gordon, what name would you use? Uh, probably Chester Shadows. Oh, yeah. You already have one, yeah, of course. He's got yeah, one. It's, it's been there for a while. The problem with that one is that it's too well known now by the FBI. I think, uh, I think I would, you know, I've given this a lot of thought, and I think I'd certainly go with Lloyd Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have, do you have a fake ID, <laughs> Lloyd Cole, as Lloyd Cole? Oh no, I Lloyd don't. McLovin Cole. I don't. I do not. <laughs> All right, we'll have more of Gordon's list coming up next. Stay tuned. It's the Big Show, ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty. The Zone. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
One of our mighty better friends is at Davis Vision. Their spring LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out. DavisVisionMD.com or call today, 801-253-3080 at Davis Vision. Uh, Gordon, should we proceed with the list? Uh, we should as soon as I can get my computer to... Uh, there it is. Okay. So... Jake, Atlanta Hawks coach Nate McMillan was fined $25,000 for saying during a Zoom call with media that the NBA wants the Knicks in the playoffs. Kind of like what you were saying about the Lakers yesterday. Now, question for you. Okay. Was this a foolish move or a wise one? Is he just out twenty-five grand, or is he drawing attention to the issue before the series to make sure it doesn't happen? The latter. So... It's it's a it's a brilliant move, really. Yeah, I think so. Didn't Phil Jackson used to do that all the time? Uh, he, he I think he had a, a tendency to do that. Yeah, play the play the game. So it's worth the twenty five thousand just to say, hey, refs, league, I know that you know that I know what you're up to, and so now everybody else knows. And so now you can't do it because we're all going to be watching that much more closely. All going to uh, be paying attention, yeah. <laughs> so thumbs up for Nate McMillan? Oh, yeah, I'm fine with it. Who else has done that in the past? Oh, I think the the Jazz were doing that to a certain extent when they just uh, went scorched earth on the referees after the Philly game. <laughs> That's right, and I told them to kind of Shut up and play, right? You did. That was your opinion. All right. Hey, what's the latest on the the billions and trillions of cicadas that are supposed to invade the country? Have you seen any updates on that? I uh, I've seen some pictures. I mean, those things are ugly. I've been back there in that part of the country when that's happening. It's pretty. Every seventeen years, they come out. Pretty wild natural phenomenon. Is it 17? I thought that's what it was. Is it uh, Mr. Know-it-all knows? Uh, it's 17, yeah. And uh, have they started to come out yet? They have. I saw some picture, some article about uh, talking about eating them. Eating them? Like cooking them and eating them. Is a cicada like a locust? I think they're similar, right? But some of them are diseased, apparently. They oh. have some kind of goo in them. That's great. They're the they're the, uh, the bug that looks like a leaf, like the, you call them. Also, you call them katydids. Ah, okay, all right. Do they just crawl out of the grass? Uh, they can. <laughs> this is a mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom here, <laughs> starring Austin Horton. That, that's just that's just such a strange phenomenon to me. They, they has ju- the invasion has only just begun. It's kind of like the the British invasion in the 60s. It's only just begun. Okay. Well, it's going to get bad. Uh, Jake, what's the deal with the no-hitters? There's been, Mr. Baseball, there's been, what, six no-hitters so far? And here we are in May? What is going on? It's not as cool anymore, is it? What? <laughs> is it is it kind of like the triple-double in basketball where it's losing its value because it's happening When so you much? have six in three and a half weeks, it's kind of like ho-hum. So what are they what are they doing? Doctor in the ball? Uh, well, I think they doctored the ball to inflate the home runs. The other way. And yeah. now they've gone too far backward. Mm. 
Man, back in the day, a no-hitter was, man, circle that and celebrate it. And now if it's not a perfect game, I don't, I'm not interested. <laughs> so what, they're just throwing big stones? They're just hard as rocks when they hit it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're actually, they replaced the, the inner core with a rock is what they've done. I remember uh, when I was in the softball league back in the day, and I had gone to a practice, and we were using these real heavy softballs. And you had to... And, and there was a home run area, but to hit a home run, you had to. I mean, it was almost impossible. You guys had practice. And, yeah, it's a serious for the business. beer league softball. <laughs> so, so then we got. I remember the first game. I get up to bat, and they they I pitched this softball, and I took like a half a swing, and it flew over the fence. I thought, what was that? I mean, I was swinging as hard as I could the other night, and now you bring these balls in, and I'm hitting home run. I mean, I, it makes all the difference in the world is my point. You are uh, <laughs> something else. It wasn't against Little Leaguers, and I didn't bat left-handed. But now you, tell you us just, about your church ball game. You just you just <laughs> basically invented an anecdote to tell us that no, you hit no. a home run. That, that uh, I can't to, to basically that, talk brag that, about yourself. Hit it. No. You you wedged in a <laughs> look. A I admit, yarn. I admit that it meant nothing. But my point is the how light how how, how the ball soared when you hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Anybody. Uh. Man, that I don't was, mean to brag. You, the ball worked, you worked hard on that, that one. That was not a brag at all, and it was that absolutely was, true. That was a complete brag. All right. Uh, the last thing on here, I, I need your help, and I need our listeners' help here. You know, I love hamburgers. I love hamburgers. But I especially love really good hamburgers. But I'm a little bit bored Let's build a hamburger. And I, I want our listeners, what should we put on a hamburger that would make it exceptional? Let's assume the baseline is that we have a great piece of meat. Great. I mean, it is. Where is this coming it, 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 from? Just nowhere? Just, there's this, no reason to bring this up? Why where would is anybody this? possibly care about this? <laughs> no, no. Right. Where is this coming from? Is this connected to something? Are you? Uh, did, I was in the mood for a hamburger last night. So I was thinking about this, but I need I, uh, we need our listeners' help. And Can I need, we do this in July? I, I need no. We're doing there's it now. nothing going on. You guys, <laughs> you have no sense of taste. <laughs> what what could we possibly put on a hamburger that would make it taste both delectable and unusual? <laughs> Salmon. Mel Kuyper says mashed potatoes. Really? Yeah. I love mashed potatoes. He puts it on his pizza and his burgers. Does it? Uh, well, I, that's not a bad idea, actually. That may be the best that's idea. That's a horrible idea. You don't like A mashed, mashed potato hamburger? Yeah, because... What is this, whatever's left in the fridge, mash it on there? <laughs> what would you put on a hamburger that you've never put on there you think might be a good idea? Peanut butter. Uh, chocolate sauce. <laughs> I don't know. I want to, I want to, I don't want to sink your segment here, Gordon, but I got nothing for you, fella. Oh, man, you guys. I, you, know, I, 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 you like what you like, if, don't if, you? If this show were the Galloping Gourmet, it would have fallen <laughs> off the horse. 
mean, we just fell off the freaking horse. Never mind. No, I mean, if, if this show, no. hey, hey, in your defense, if this show was the previous show, you'd have a solid 20 minutes of content. But with me, I'm just, I'm not that much of a foodie. It, we're talking about a hamburger. I'm not talking about, you know, some sort of. Some sort of French meal of some sort. It's all fancy. Yeah, but you're you're talking about a very boring eater. He wasn't looking to reinvent the wheel. Just put some lettuce and some bacon on it, and and maybe a pickle, and I'm I'm happy as a clam. As far as I'm concerned, the good folks at the Crown Burger have already invented the perfect burger, and I don't need to, you know. Oh man, pastrami on a burger, amazing. But see, it's not. This is not a like a, a controversial opinion here, like. Riverside Country Club, they infuse barbecue sauce into the meat uh-huh. before they store it in the fridge overnight. Isn't that the place you were working when you dumped all those drinks on Orrin Hatch's uh, niece? I never once on air said it was his niece. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurts. It hurts. Coming up next, I'll give away Gordon's <laughs> pin number. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh the, if you've oh, got suggestions for help, Gordon, oh, where I cannot, you can uh, on Twitter at Gordon Monson. Send Gordon the the perfect uh, the uh, off the wall hamburger. Yeah, something uh, different. Yeah. I'm just looking for different ideas. Oh boy, are you guys boring? At nine seven five Hans. <laughs> at, at Gordon Monson. Yeah. Where's Hans when I need him? Send it to both of those guys. They'll oh, enjoy. Real good they'll too. enjoy the convo. Yeah. All right, stay tuned. Uh, we've got what's going on coming up next. 97.5 and twelve eighty the zone.